Hello and welcome to this another edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us today. When God says, I will, when the most high God says, I will to us, there are no limitations. That's what I'd like to speak to your hearts for a few minutes today about. When God says, I will, there are no limitations. Uh, you know, the Word of God tells us here, and we look in the book of Genesis chapter 12, and of course this is the call of Abram, or Abraham as we know him, uh, the patriarch father of the nation or the children of Israel. But here is his calling from the Lord, and I want to look at this closely today and, and see how the Lord demonstrates and reveals to us that when he says, I will, in other words, when he gives a command, when he tells us what to do, uh, no matter where we're at, uh, he can speak to our heart and we can place no limitations on it for his will will be done and, and he will equip us for that. Well, let's look at this. The word of God tells us here, now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land, listen closely, that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed abraham abram received a call from the most high god according to joshua uh, we must look at Joshua chapter 24 to see how the word of God reveals to us where uh, Abram was when he was called and and his his spiritual state when the Lord God called upon him uh, to leave his home country. We must see where Abraham was. See, this demonstrates, this will demonstrate that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how bad you've been. If you take the step and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and yield yourself to the Lord. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. All that is cleaned up and washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. And God can use you from that point, but you must first take that first step to receive Christ as your Savior. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, the election of God as he has given Christ to die for all, and we accept him, and we're drawn by the Holy Spirit to accept him, then he can use us, but we must yield ourselves to him. Uh, Joshua says of Abraham when this call was given to him, or Abram when this call was given to him, says in Joshua chapter 24, verse 1, And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel in Shechem, and called for the elders of Israel, and for their heads, and for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said unto the, all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, even Terah, the father of Abraham, the father of Nacor, and they served other gods. Abraham and his father and his family, 
in the land where they were, where God called him from, was a land of idolaters. I believe it says also in scriptures that Terah, his father, was an idol maker. Uh, but it says right here for sure that Abram, when he received his call, was an idolater. In other words, he was not worshiping the one true God. He was not worshiping the existing one, the God of creation. He had no uh, desire in his heart at this time because he was serving other gods, as it states right here in the word of God. So I want you to see something. You, This should remove any doubt. Any doubt from anyone's mind that God can take and use anyone. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what they've done. Once they receive Jesus Christ, the Lord, and yield themselves to the Lord, he can say, I will, and it will be done when they yield themselves to him. It doesn't matter their past. That doesn't matter to the Lord. You know, we as man and our human nature, we want to point our fingers and look down our righteous nose at sinners. But we need to realize that though that sinner might be as bad as we think they are, they can still be saved and they can be used of the Most High God through salvation in Jesus Christ our Lord. It says right here, Stephen's testimony Acts chapter 7. Let me turn over there right quick. Acts chapter 7. He said, uh, men and brethren, when he was giving his testimony right before he was stoned, he said, and he's giving these these high priests, the uh, these, these religious zealots that had crucified Christ, and now they were coming against him. And he was giving them basically a history lesson, and the history le lesson of the redemption plan of God for mankind that, that ultimately ended in the result of Jesus Christ coming and dying on the cross. But he says right here, and he said, men and brethren and fathers, hearken, the God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran, and said unto him, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and come into the land that I, which I will show thee. He's showing again. Then it says, verse 4, Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran, and from thence, when his father was dead, he removed him into this land wherein ye now dwell. He is telling them the history of Abraham. But what the word of God is telling me and you is it does not matter what you have done. Abraham was worshiping other gods when he received this call from the Lord. He says right here, the God of glory appeared unto him. And he says right here, we go back to Genesis chapter 12. He says, now the Lord had said, the language here is like he had said it and continued to say it and continued to lay this upon Abram's heart to get out of his country and from his kindred and from his father's house, which were no more than idol worshippers. And he said, unto the land that I will give thee the gifts of service that we receive from the Lord. 
and as we yield ourselves to him after receiving Christ, those gifts to serve him come straightly from the Spirit of God and from the person and presence of Jesus Christ in our heart. We, we get them from the Lord. It is not something that we can create of our own because that brings out the flesh and we began a, a ministry apart from the God saying, I will in Christ. And then we start a, a ministry or whatever it may be in the flesh and then it it fails but when god is in the midst of it when we're yielded to him and he says i will it doesn't matter god can use us and he will use us he called him out he said go into a land I, which i will show thee it is god that makes the plan it is god that fulfills the plan as we go on here in verse 2 and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall the, all the families of the earth be blessed. And we know that right there is the promise of the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. But at verse 4, it says, So Abraham departed. Notice Abraham's reaction to the call of the Lord. He didn't say, oh, Lord, I'm a sinner. Oh, Lord, I worship other gods. Oh, Lord, I've been doing this my whole life, and I can't. I can't. I can't. He didn't look at himself. He went. It says he departed. As the Lord had spoken unto him. In other words, he yielded himself to the Lord in his heart, and he did what the Lord told him to do without any question. Many times we look at ourselves. We look within ourselves when we get filled with, and believe the Lord is calling us to a service or to a ministry or to sing in the choir. And we look at ourselves and we begin to look at our own resources, our own abilities and our own strengths. And we take our eye off the one who is calling us to do the service. But we and we fail to hear. I will. We fail to hear that. I will. I will bring you into the choir. I will equip you to sing and make a joyful noise unto me and give me praise from the choir. I will call you into this pulpit. I will give you this flock to shepherd. I will give you the, uh, this evangelistic ministry. All you have to do is yield to me. God does the work. We and the, the gifts are given from the Holy Spirit, as the Word of God tells us. But it is God that does the calling. It is God that does the work through us. Not us doing it for God on our own. It is Him doing the work through us. And this, He would use Abraham. Think of this. He would use Abram to bless all the families of the world, of the earth. And that is no more than a promise of Messiah coming through the seed of Abraham. And if you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are of the spiritual seed of Abraham as the word God testified. But I want you to see something here. So Abraham departed, verse 4. Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and, and Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Seventy-five years old when he was given this call. Seventy-five years old when God called him and said, I will. 
I will. I want you to come out. I want you to do this, but I will give you what you need to do the thing I have called you to do. That is when God says, I will. And I want you to see something. He was 75 years old. This would, should remove any question from us about how old we must be, how holy we must be, how we must be in a church our whole life to be called of the Lord. No, he called Abraham out of an idolatry, a nation of idolatry. He called him out of the center of that cesspool of idolatry. Not only that, but he called him when he was 75 years old. See, we want to put limitations because we look at our strengths and our abilities. We want to put limitations on what God can do with us. But if we completely yield ourselves, the I will of God comes into focus and it comes into power because we're yielding ourselves to the I will. We're yielding ourselves to the Almighty, and he is the one that does the work through us not the other way around, not of our own flesh, because that will fail every time. But when God says, I will, we cannot place limitations upon it. I pray in my heart that this has touched you just as it touched me, and it has woke me up. It has awakened something in me. It has lit a fire in me of that ember that was just, just sitting there simmering, and it's lit that fire inside of me as I look at my as I have been, and I confess, looking at my own abilities, looking at my strengths and looking at my weaknesses and saying, Lord, I can't. I can't go on. I can't go on as I'm dealing with this severe debilitating pain each and every day, 24-7, every second of every day. I deal with debilitating pain. And many times I just say, Lord, I can't. I look at myself and I say, Lord, I can't. But I know when God says I will. He says, Jeff, I will give you what you need. I will give you the strength that you need to, and I will provide you by, by my spirit. I will lift you up and give you the strength to move. I will give you the strength to go. And all you have to do is yield. And the I will that I give unto you will have no limitations. Will have none. God is not going to call us to a work that he knows we cannot do. He's going to call us to a work that he has chosen for us. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, if you follow through the word of God, of course, here in Abraham's life, you will see all the other promises and our wills and the covenants and so on and so forth and the dispensations poured out. But I want to look over here in uh Ephesians chapter 2 again. I, I know I reference the scripture a lot, but we got to look at this because many want to stop at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9, and then they want to stop. They want to stop. But listen to what the word of God says right here. For by grace are you saved, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, if, you, if you're curious where I'm going, he says, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Listen closely to verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created, that means prepared, in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before 
ordained that we should walk in them. Let me repeat this verse again. And listen and let the Lord speak to your heart. And remember what we've been talking about. When God says, I will, we have no limitations. He says, for we are his workmanship. That means we are his masterpiece, his work. Like a potter would mold the clay. He molds us into what he, into the person that he would have us to be. And he gives us the purpose of our life and gives meaning to our life. Through who? Jesus Christ. He said created. Created in Christ Jesus. Born in Christ Jesus. Born again. Completely changed in Christ Jesus. Unto what? Good works. Which God hath before ordained. Which he hath before prepared for us to do. That we should walk in them. That we should. When we put limitations on the our wills of God. We dampen and we quench the Holy Spirit and we destroy the work that God has foreordained, prepared for us to do in Christ. But this, this first step that must be taken to have the I will come to power in our life is to receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. Then, as Abram did, completely yield to him. Don't worry about your limitations. Don't worry about what kind of sinner you are. You are new creation in Christ Jesus when you receive him as your Lord and Savior. And if you fully yield your heart to him, the I wills of God can come to a reality in your heart. All you have to do is yield, and he will do the rest through the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence and person of Christ in our heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that this message has been a blessing to you as it has to my heart today. And I look so forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the word of God. God bless.